Jesus roar And up from the ashes Hope will arise And death is defeated The King is alive Yes, yeah Sing a little louder Sing a little louder Yeah, yeah Sing a little louder Come on Sing a little louder Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Praise a little louder. Praise a little louder. Come put your hands together right there in your homes today. We're going to raise a hallelujah across Southeast Texas. Come on. Get your family. Get your friends. Share this broadcast. Let somebody know we're on right now. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. Today is a day of victory. Come on, tell your neighbor, today is a day of victory. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. will never fail my God will never fail and I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory and I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Why don't you 
Aren't you glad the battle belongs to the Lord this morning? It belongs to you, Jesus. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. In every war he wages, he will win. You take 
darkest nights You were close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God
Good morning, Gathering Place family. So happy that you're able to join us on this Easter Sunday. Thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to spend it with us today. So honored to have you a part of our service. If this is your first time or your first time in a long time, we would love to connect with you or get reconnected. If you'll simply send us a text message, just text the word CONNECT to 409-230-0103. We would love to send a gift to you by mail this week just to say thank you so much for connecting and joining us uh, today for church. Aren't you glad you're able to have church right there in your home? Isn't it awesome? Well, we're so glad again. Thank you so much for watching today. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to uh, give your tithe and offering today. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and in verse 8, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Isn't that a great promise? That in all things, at all times, having all that we could ever need. That our God is able to bless us abundantly. That's such such good news today. Philippians chapter 4 and 19, we know it, says, and my God, say my God, make it personal, say my God shall meet all my needs, there's that word all again, he shall meet all of your needs according to the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That's some awesome news today. If you're sowing a seed today, thank you so much. We want to give you that opportunity to do so now. So take your, your smartphone. You can text the word GIVE to 936-261-8142. Thank you so much for giving. You can also give online at our website, tgp.church forward slash GIVE. Or if you're on our website viewing today's broadcast, there's a button right above this screen here. Just click that button. And it will bring you to our giving page. We love you. We bless you. Let's pray over our giving now. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to sow seed, to give into your kingdom. Father, we thank you that you give seed to the sower. And Father, for those who are able to give and those who are not able to give, Father, we just ask you to bless each person super abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're able to join us today. Again, thank you so much for your generosity, your love. So glad that we can call ourselves family here at the Gathering Place. Again, we love you so much. Again, thank you so much for giving and tithe and offering. Well, at this time, we're going to begin our communion uh, part of our service this morning. If if you don't have a traditional communion available, that is perfectly okay. Grab some water or grab some tea grab Dr. Pepper, whatever you have there at your house, grab that, a cracker, a chip, and let's partake of communion this morning together. Luke chapter 22, verses uh, 15 through 20 says, Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. In verse 17, he says, Then Jesus took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. And he said, 
Take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. And they took some bread, gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Today we remember all that Jesus accomplished for us on the cross of Calvary. Not just the cross of Calvary, but even through the process to the cross. And as many of you know, the, as history records, it was a, a gruesome um, attack on Jesus' body. We also know that they did things to him that weren't in line with Roman law or Jewish law of that day. Uh, but they mocked him, they criticized him, and uh, they, he, he took that upon him so that we wouldn't have to go through that in this life. And today we remember Jesus, the, 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 his sufferings. We remember his death. But ladies and gentlemen, he didn't stop there. He busted the tomb open. And he, rose, he rose again on that third day. And we're so thankful that he is alive. He has risen. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He got the keys of hell. And today we live in freedom because of him. I want to mention this to you for those that are watching you know you may be struggling with sin or you may be struggling with the shame of sin but listen to this preacher today jesus took that on the cross not only did he take sin and shame but he took sickness and disease as well he took your depression he took your nervousness he took your anxiety he took all of your fear and he was nailed to the cross and he took that upon himself so that you don't have to go through it. Isn't that great news today? You can live in freedom. You can live in hope because he lives. And today we're going to take communion together. And I hope you were able to get your elements together. It doesn't matter what it is. Your element is. It's just the act that's important. And so why don't you take your bread? I'm going to pray and we're going to bless it. And I just lift it up to heaven like this and just pray with me. Father, we thank you so much that we're able to remember you by way of communion. Father, we thank you for what you went through. What you, the process of pain, the process of delay, the process of going through hell so that we wouldn't have to. Now, Father, we do this today in remembrance of you. We break this bread today. Like they broke your body. And we thank you, Lord, for, for, for going through that for us so that we don't have to, so that we can live in freedom forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now take your bread and, and you can break it and take partake of that at this time. Now Jesus purposed for us to take communion, to remember everything he did for us. Jesus was giving us an example and telling us that I'm going to give my body over to death, but when I'm gone, I want you to do something for me. I want you to remember me. And so as we take partake of 
the juice or the wine or whatever you may have with you today. Let's remember the blood of Jesus. Let's remember that if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we wouldn't have life and we wouldn't have it more abundantly. So, Father, we thank you today that we can take this bread and this cup. Father, we thank you, Lord, that because of this, we have super abundant life. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your 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 your, uh, your body in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take the cup at this time. So just right there, if you just, just stretch your hands out like this and just worship him for a moment. Father, we just worship you. We praise you. We thank you for your blood. We thank you, Lord, that you're a good God, that you're in control of all things. Father, we worship you today. We thank you for your death, your burial, and your resurrection today. Father, we thank you that you, that you so loved us that you went through that process to set us free from darkness so that we may live in marvelous light. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn his face toward you. 
make his face shine upon and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you He is with you. 
church i'm pastor john it's so good to have you a part of our service today and happy easter if this is your first time to join us at the gathering place welcome we're so glad to have you i'd love to send you a gift just for visiting today if you'll take your phone and text the word connect to 409-230-0103 we'll get that gift to you this week thanks again for watching Today we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. And verse 18 says, For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Today we're going to take a few moments and we're going to talk about the power of the cross. We're going to look at the crucifixion of Jesus and we're going to talk about the resurrection of our Savior. I guess you could also title this message, The Power of a Process. And you know, Jesus had a few interesting days uh, up into the time of the crucifixion. Jesus was hanging out with his disciples, partaking in the Lord's Supper. He also washed the disciples' feet. And historians say either in between that time or after the the Lord's Supper, Judas sneaks out and and uh, for 30 pieces of silver would betray Jesus, tells the authorities where Jesus is at. Jesus then leaves, goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prays. And during that process and after he would finish his prayer, the soldiers would come and arrest him. And after the arrest and all night long, Jesus would go through six different trials. Now, let me mention this to you, and you may not know this, but you know, in those days, it was uh, against Roman and Jewish law for anyone to be tried at nighttime. But Jesus went through six trials, illegal trials. The first one was the trial before uh Anna, and then it was Sophias, and then there was the Sanhedrin, and then it was the trial, uh, the first trial before Pilate, and then Herod, and then the second trial before Pilate. And all of these would happen between uh, the hours of 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. Matthew chapter number 26, verses 59 through 60 says that the chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false testimony against Jesus in order that they could put him to death. The Bible says, and they could not find it. They could not locate 
a false testimony. That's because we know Jesus was perfect. So, of course, they couldn't find a false testimony. The Bible then says they paid false uh, witnesses to come and give a false report about Jesus. But then finally, they found something that Jesus was guilty of. And let's look at Matthew 26 and verse number 61. And it says, this man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it within three days. And the high priest stands up and says to Jesus, uh, do you reply nothing? What are these people saying about you? And in verse 63, Jesus says, excuse me, Jesus was silent. And the high priest said to him, I put you under oath by the living God that you tell us that you tell us if you are Christ, the son of God. And in verse 64, Jesus says to him, you have said it, you have said it. But he says, but I tell you from now on, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robe saying he has blasphemed and what further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have just now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all answered and said, he deserves death. And they spat on his face and struck him with their fist. And they slapped him saying, prophesy for us, you Christ. Who is it who hit you? Now, then they sent Jesus off to the execution. Now, the prophet Isaiah, 800 years before the crucifixion, saw this moment and prophesied exactly what Jesus would go through. And Isaiah prophesied four things. And today I want to examine those four things. It's four things that Jesus would do for us. Jesus would be pierced. He would be crushed, punished, and wounded for us, for me, and for you. Isaiah chapter number 53, verse 5, says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. The four wounds described here just didn't happen to Jesus, but it happened for me, and it happened for you. Each of these four words represent something very specific. And I want to take some time today to talk to us about that. Now, the first step in the process of crucifixion was called scourging. And uh, they used the cat of nine tails. And by using this weapon, it would, of course, we all know, severely wound Jesus. And history records that Jesus uh, and this scourging that they soaked the strands in water until they were heavy enough, and it would take two hands to uh, to grab it and to to lash it out at Jesus, and the strands would be embedded into the body of Jesus, and they would then yank down on his body, and they did this 39 times. 26 lashes to each shoulder muscle, and then 13 across his spine. 
Roman law didn't allow for more than 39 lashes because by the 39th lash, generally their uh, their person, the criminal, their 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 subject would already had died. But number one, I would like to talk about what does the whip they used to represent, and the whip would represent freedom in our body. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, by his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. Every single stripe was annihilating sickness and disease. Jesus not only paid the debt for our sin, but he paid also for every sickness and every disease known by man. You may be watching today, you may be sick in your body. Know that Jesus has already paid for that sickness, that disease. And today you can experience healing. First Peter 2 and 24 says, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we may die and live to righteousness and by whose wounds you were healed. The next step after the scourging was to bring Jesus to the praetorium and the praetorium were the headquarters of the Roman military. And it basically was a place where uh, the governors and the military, the soldiers kind of just hung out together But they brought Jesus there to mock him, and they were angered because Jesus claimed to be the king of the Jews, and the Romans wanted to be over the Jews. And we see this in Matthew 27 and verse 28, and it says, they stripped him, speaking of Jesus, and put a scarlet military cloak around him, and they weaved a crown of thorns on his head and put a reed in his right hand and they knelt before him and they mocked him saying hell king of the jews and they spat on him and took the reed and repeatedly struck him upon his head and when they had mocked him they stripped him of the military cloak and they put his own clothes on him and they led him away to crucify him these thorns the crown of thorns were two inch long thorn branches that they shoved into Jesus's head. Not only was there blood coming down his face, but the blood would also reverse toward his brain, creating intense pressure in his head. Isaiah saw the thorns and said in verse five, the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And where do we have non-peace? Generally, non-peace resides in your mind. And so that's why, number two, the thorns represent freedom in my mind. Freedom in my mind. Jesus took on this punishment so that we could live free from anxiety, worry, depression, fear, stress, nervousness, all of those symptoms, Jesus took that upon him so that you and I wouldn't have to go through it. If your brain is driving you crazy right now and you do not have peace, I want you to receive God's peace today.
John chapter 14 and verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor be afraid. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Every time you see that crown, remember that Jesus went through pain in his head so that you don't have to have pain in yours. Now, after they mocked Jesus, the next thing would be the crucifixion. And as history records, and you know the story, they would nail Jesus's hands and feet. Hands because it's everything you've ever done and feet because it's every place you have ever gone. Remember what Isaiah said. He was pierced for our transgressions or our sins. Number three, the nails represent freedom in my hands. Freedom in my hands. Not only does Jesus forgive our sin, ladies and gentlemen, but the Bible says he remembers our sin no more. No more. Hebrews 8 and 12, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Jesus paid for your sin and he forgot it. Not only did he do that, but let's look at Hebrews 9 and 14. It says, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. So he said the nails represent freedom in our hands, freedom from everything I have ever done. Why? Because the blood that was spilled on Calvary upon that cross was purifying our conscience from a sinful deed so that we can worship our heavenly father. Isn't that good? So he forgives us. He forgets our sin. He goes one step further. And the Bible says that his blood purifies our conscience from sinful deeds. In other words, the blood of Christ removes the stain of shame and guilt off of your life. So you can worship him. Let me say this to you today. There are those of you who are watching me today who believe in Jesus. You're going to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. But you carry this shame, the shame of everything you've ever done and every place that you have ever gone. And Jesus wants you free today. Today's a good day to get free. Now, I'd like to close with this. The Bible says at the ninth hour Jesus breathed his last. To make sure Jesus was dead, one of the Roman guards took a spear and they ran it under his rib cage and jabbed his heart. And the Bible says out of his chest cavity 
blood and water flowed. And medical science will tell you that um, Jesus, Jesus' heart had already ruptured before the guard actually ruptured it himself. So the question is, how did Jesus die? From blood loss? No. From pain? No. From suffocation? No. And all of those might have had some sort of effect on his body. But Jesus died from a broken heart. And this means something to me because, and it should mean something to you because we've all have had our hearts broken. Isaiah said he was crushed for our iniquities. Jesus was crushed for our iniquities. His heart was crushed. And how many of us have had our heart crushed before? Maybe it's been um, a divorce or wayward child. Maybe the death of someone we loved. Maybe a disappointment, a business failure. Maybe it was a ministry failure. Maybe somewhere in your life, you know, something happened to you and it disappointed you, crushed your heart. And Jesus died from a broken heart. Jesus experienced it. He felt it. He paid for it. And that spear that I just mentioned to you, this represents freedom in my heart. Freedom in your heart. Jesus gives you salvation plus he gives you healing in your body, peace in your mind. He gives you freedom from sin and shame. And friends, if you need your heart to be healed, the Bible says in Psalm 147 and verse 3 that he heals the broken hearted. You see what I'm trying to convey to you this morning? Is that although Jesus did not deserve the torture that he went through, it was a part of the process. And I know there are many of you watching me today who are going through processes. Some processes may not be fair, but we're all going through something. America is going through something right now, but Jesus has already paid for it. And whatever you're going through today, Jesus has already paid for that too. And I believe Jesus is right there with you. He's right here with me. And he's healing your heart. He's healing your mind. He's healing emotions, pain and trauma. He's healing even the memory of what others have done to you. He's healing broken relationships. He's touching bodies and setting people free. He's a good God. The final and probably most powerful moment in history happens in Matthew 28. In verse 5, the angel says to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. 
He is not here. He is risen. Friends, Jesus is alive. And not only did he go through a horrible process, but guess what? They put him in that tomb. And three days later, Jesus busted that tomb open and he lives forevermore. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves me. We serve a God who is alive. And because he's alive, we can face tomorrow. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. And can I tell you this morning, you can know that power. You can know the power of resurrection. You can know that power today. I'd like to pray with you. And today we're going to pray two prayers. One's a salvation prayer and the second one will be our closing prayer. And if you're watching me today and you're lost and you're far from God and you know your life is not right with Him but you want to be right with Him. And if you're ready to repent and give your life to Jesus I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. With every head bowed and every eye closed I want you to take a moment and I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm sorry that I've tried to live my life without you. I can't do this on my own anymore. I'm done. Jesus, today, I surrender. I give you my whole heart. Be my Lord. Take my life. I believe you died, was buried, and you rose again. And today, I put my faith in you. Today, I receive your salvation. Thank you for saving me. Thank you loving me thank you for forgiving me now if you just prayed that prayer with me I want you to let somebody know I want you to text a friend I want you to let us know you can do that simply by texting the word connect to 409 230 let us know that you gave your heart to Christ today. And then you'll need to get baptized and we can do that for you as well. Now for all you that are watching right now and you say, Pastor, I have a broken heart that needs to be healed. This is for you. Put your hand on your heart. 
and say, Father, heal my broken heart. I give you all the pieces, all the shattered memories, all the shattered uh, opinions, lies, all everything that, Father, I've been hanging on to that I know I have to let go of. Father, I give it to you today, right now, right now. Now just put your other hand out just like this and just begin to say, Father, I receive your peace. Father, I receive your freedom. Father, thank you for the power of resurrection. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for going through the process so I could love life and enjoy life and have life more abundantly. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, that you're in control and you're always good to us. And Father, I pray right now for each viewer and each person that will view this later. Father, I thank you for your love, that your love is surrounding us like a shield. Father, we thank you for favor. We bless every person watching today. We thank you that this is going to be a good week. Father, we thank you, Lord, that lives are being turned around. Families are coming to know you, God. We thank you that, Father, in the midst of this process that America is going through, we're still a blessed people. We're still a blessed church. We're still blessed families. And, Father, we just thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you so much for watching today. Share this with someone you love. I love you so very much. I speak forth supernatural blessings upon you and your family. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.